Hey, this is Mrs. Q-Dog, and you're listening to The Cartridge Club. Weekly! (laughs) Okay, weekly! Hello, I am player one of The Cartridge Club. This is my brother, player two. Check one, check two. You are new to The Cartridge Club, I will quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is an online community of content creators and gamers of all generations. As well as some collectors in there and just some uh, wallflowers. Wow. We get together online on Twitter on our forums at www.cartridgeclub.org. And we also play all kinds of online games together for, for everything ranging from PC to Switch, Xbox to PS4. Boom. I think you covered everything right there. Yeah. So this show you're listening to is called Cartridge Club Weekly. This is our weekly podcast where we talk about uh, happenings in the gaming world. So you get a little bit of gaming news to start the show off. As well, we're going to give you some updates on the Cartridge Club, things that are going on within our community, and a few uh, non sequiturs on the podcast videos and blogs, some of the podcast videos and blogs that have been uploaded this week to the Cartridge Club community. Uh, then we're going to get into a uh, Cartridge Club mission where we ask everybody to join us uh, in partaking of a specific event, which usually involves uh, bolstering community support in some way. Then we're going to talk about a topic... Yeah, big topic this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Inspired uh, by another Cartridge Club podcast. Yes, it was. And uh, after that, we're going to do some listener questions. So let's jump right into things with news. Before got- we get into the news, though, just want to point out, using my pop filter this week, smells a little funny. Uh, it must be my breath. My my spit has probably been hitting this pop filter for a couple of years now. Hmm. Sm- I re- smells a little funny. Is this the same spit that's been leaving marks on your switch? Yeah, you're probably right. And you know what? This was your pop filter verse, so it's kind of both of our spit. Ooh, lucky you. I've, I apologize to everybody listening and eating. I also noticed you got the haircut that you promised the viewers were going to get last did. week. Looks I good. I did get it. Uh, I got my license taken, picture today. The the license printer jammed up on me while I was there. Uh, that's always the way it is. Mm. No color, uh, color vision test? <laughs> no, thank God. Good for you. <laughs> All right, so you only have two news topics with us, so why don't I start off with my number one, which is sure. probably on your list. Mm. The Pacific Rim sequel nope. gets a new release date. That was not on my news list. Yeah, so Pacific Rim, which is a movie being uh, produced by Guillermo del Toro. Is he still attached to that? I thought he was like washing his hands. No, nope, he's producing. I believe it's being uh, directed by... He's just not directing it, okay. Stephen Knight or something along those lines. Uh, don't quote me. Um, uh, tie into uh, last month's Game of the Month. It is Stephen Dunite uh, is uh, is directing, but the uh, the 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 release date was February twenty third, two thousand eighteen. That is being pushed to March twenty third, two thousand eighteen. They want to make sure they get as much out of these Jaegers as they possibly can. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, and have a new appreciation for the AI voicing of the uh, um, Jaegers. Oh yes, that's right. It was the same one who did Galados, even with the same filters. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, confirmed, the Jaegers exist in the same world as Half-Life, and they are built by Aperture. That is confirmed. Also, Dark Tower reviews coming in, not looking good. Really? Mm, apparently, it's bombing pretty hard. Uh, that's too bad. I know a lot of people were excited about it. Looks like it'll be a free stream for me. Yeah, I think me too, but the books are good. First four, anyway. So, you want to do one of yours? Or you want me to yeah. just keep All rolling? Right. What do we got? What do we got here? Okay, discovered this little game. I don't know where it came from. It's called Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. 
It's, it's quite the handle. Yeah. Anyway, apparently it's like Dark Souls meets Shadow of the Colossus. I watched a quick trailer of it. It looks pretty good. I don't know if it's a Kickstarter. I don't know what it is, but it looked really good. That is all I have for that piece of news. <laughs> I only have one other piece. Are you looking it up right now? No, 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 no. I'm uh, looking at my next piece of news. Okay, you will hit, hit me with it. So Rhyme officially gets a Nintendo Switch release date. Rhyme is a game that is... Uh, that was our, that's been announced for a while, hasn't it? Uh, no, it was announced that it was coming. No date was given. So it is right. coming uh, on November 14th in North America. And if you happen to be one of our many European listeners, you're looking at November 17th. Now, I think I remember seeing like a collector's edition. Well, there's, uh, yeah, that's not, I don't know. I can't tell you what that, but oh, the, uh, okay. this digitally is selling for 30 US dollars or you can get it for 40 US dollars for physical. Uh, I think that includes a download for the game soundtrack. Cool. I suspect the extra cost is due to uh, cartridges or some ridiculous excuse. That sounds right. Um, also, I just realized I did not put it on my list, but Resident Evil Res- Revelations 1 and 2. Yeah, I have that. I want to talk about that. So that's coming to Switch Let's uh, talk. in physical form, sort of. Well, yeah. So Resident Evil Revelations 1 is coming to Switch on cartridge, and then they you are required to download Resident Evil Revelations 2. Now, the best way to, uh, to really talk about this is they're both being released for nineteen ninety nine a piece, or you can buy the physical version for thirty nine ninety nine, but it only comes with one game on the cart and a download code for the second. So you're still paying nineteen ninety nine for both, essentially. You're just saving the digital storage space of one of one of the games, yeah. So I will be waiting f- until that cartridge is nineteen ninety nine, and then I will purchase. It. This isn't the first time we've seen something like this on the PlayStation Vita. The Final Fantasy X X two remaster X two was a download. That's right. I forgot about that. Hmm. Just a weird decision. Um, yeah, it's. I think if I was going to buy these, I would get them both individually digitally because it's not going to cost me any more, hmm. and then I don't have to carry around an extra cartridge. Yeah, I guess I can't argue that. All right. Um, next up. But, oh, wait. But what do you think of both of them coming? Have you played both of them? I have played the first one. I played it on Wii U. Uh, really enjoyed it. That Revela- Resident Evil Revelations is built specifically for a portable experience. It's yes. broken up into small bite-sized chapters. At the start of each new chapter, you get a previously on Resident Evil cutscene. I look forward to those. It, I mean... Alan Wake did that. It was awesome. It's, it is... Does this game... I mean, it was initially designed as a 3DS game, and I think that's why it looks this way. But uh, the, the the first, I can't speak to the second one. I haven't played it, but the first one was fun. I got about three quarters of the way through it, and it is designed and built like it is a. It almost it will feel like a custom built Switch game because of the nature of the the chapters and the the, the brief. You know, you could walk away from it for a couple of days or a week or two, and then come back and you get a previously on Resident Evil. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played either, and I'm stoked that I'm going to get a chance to play them both on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, the first one, I said it was fun. I don't know if I liked it enough to spend $20 on a digital version of it, but being able to play it on the go, man, who knows? Stranger things have happened. You could pay $20 just for the second one. You've already beaten the first. This is true. There you go. Problemo salvanoed. Next up, I want to talk about Overcooked. So Overcooked came to the Nintendo Switch, and the uh, the Switch version had frame rate issues. It did? Yeah, so there was there was uh, issues that were noticed by gamers and uh, media and critics, uh, and the developer acknowledged it. And the developer said, uh, "We are working on a patch to fix this." Good on them. So that's good. Uh, but this, I just wanted to, I briefly wanted to mention this because this this reinforces my 
uh, hesitance to purchase multi-platform games. You know, um, Overcooked by all estimates runs fantastic on PS4 and Xbox One. So, I don't know. I just so are you trying to say be better on P or did you mean just multiplats for multiplats in general? On Nintendo. No, everything. Um, I I this just for me for me and for nobody. I'm sure I'm I'm the only one who sees it this way. Probably. But this reinforces my my belief that uh, games designed for single pieces of hardware generally are a safer purchase than games designed for multi pieces of hardware. I would say generally, yeah, sure. That's my anyway. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Good on the uh, on the developers of Overcooked for fixing that up. So if you were one of the people who bought it on Switch, uh, you're getting patched. You're gonna be coming. all set. You're gonna be all right. Yeah. Uh, what, you, what is Overcooked exactly? I know it's like uh, Coach Co-op. You're making a, you're, you run a restaurant, Coach Co-op. Right. So it could be pretty stressful. That sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds, like a, sounds like a great party game. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. Pretty yeah. sure I heard that on Flock Talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, next, I got Overwatch Summer Games are coming August 8th. Check those out. We're going to have some Lucio Ball. It's a lot like Rocket League, but uh, with Lucio. He's, uh, I think he's Brazilian um, soccer player. Uh, it's going to run from August 8th to 29th. What does this mean for you, Overwatch fans? It means some new legendary skins, Woo! some new events, and uh, some right. new fun. Man, not, not a week goes by without some Overwatch news. I actually thought it would change in this podcast to Overwatch Weekly. Um, <laughs> Overwatch and Splatoon Weekly. Overwatch and Splatoon Weekly, yeah. We call it Oversplat. Oh, boy. Splat, all right. Splatwatch. I got oh. my... Here's my... Oh, all right now. Let's keep it together. <laughs> I got my other piece of news here. It's actually... It's kind of two pieces of news put together, but Dragon Quest Eleven. A couple of news things about that this month. Week. First of all, over two million sold in two days. Patrick Swayze. That, and I think that's just Japan, right? Yeah, that's just Japan. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Over two million units sold in two days in just Japan. That is madness. Madness. Um, oh, Patrick another... Swayze. Yeah, and it's not even released. The game's coming out on PS4, Nintendo 3DS, and Nintendo Switch. This is without the Switch release. Yeah. This is just PS4 and 3DS. Yeah. So Which one sold more? I, did, I don't know. 3DS did. It was uh, 3DS was 1.1 plus million, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, PS4 was 900,000. Wow. That is insane. Um, Two days. <laughs> Let me put that in perspective for you. Okay. After a month, Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. had sold just over a million. Well, they sold one for whatever, whenever you switch, switch, right? Right. How about like a PS4 release? What has come out recently that... I don't have one to compare. That Maybe would be a good one to look at, though. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. Yeah, or even 3DS for that matter, because it's on both. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious to see what the next. Um, like, what did Fire Emblem sell when it came out? I have no idea. I don't know. That's we should have looked into that. Man, we're bad at this show. You look it up. I will talk about. I'm not looking that up. All right, I'm going to talk about another Dragon Quest Eleven thing. <laughs> when you beat Dragon Quest Eleven, you unlock something. Did you hear about this? I did not. When you beat Dragon Quest Eleven on your PS4, you unlock. The 8-bit original Dragon Quest with trophy support. No way. <laughs> That's Do awesome. Do I have to scan the Dragon Quest Amiibo first to get that? Oh, my. Topical. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. That's crazy. Yeah, am I close? Maybe I wasn't close enough. This, I don't know. I think I was too close. Yeah. Oh. I think that's squeaky, because picking up on the squeaky. mic. That's definitely picking up on oh, the yeah. mic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Get these new mics. Good thing we sound good. Fancy getting professional. Up in the um, so speaking of uh, unlockables and Amiibos, the Metroid Samus Returns has oh exclusive God. content for Amiibo. I can't believe I didn't write that on here. I don't know. This has been very topical. So uh, when Metroid Samus Returns launches for the Nintendo 3DS, you will have the ability to scan for Amiibo to previously released Amiibos, Zero Suit Samus and Various Suit Samus from the Super Smash Bros. line, and Various Suit Samus and the Metroid from the Metroid line. Right. So if you scan the uh, any of these Samuses, you get, an, <laughs> Samu, you get an extra E-Tank or Missile Tank, as well as uh, fun Cheat. fluff unlockables like... Um, uh, like uh, sketches of the game and uh, soundtrack. Right. Uh, if you scan the Metroid amiibo, you get two things. One, a tracker system on the in the game that allows you to know where the closest Metroid is. Easy mode. And when you beat the game and scan that amiibo, you unlock the ability to play on a higher difficulty. Hard mode. Level. So you can unlock easy mode and hard mode with uh, with the Metroid amiibo. Mm. Um. A lot of people are upset about this. Uh, yes. They they believe that the difficulty setting shouldn't be locked behind an amiibo. I tend to agree. A difficulty setting. Um, Adam from Replayability had a good suggestion that. But what if you don't consider it locked behind an amiibo? What if you consider it was never in the game to begin with? Yeah, well, there is like, that. Like Metroid games have never had a difficulty mode before. They started having them in Fusion. Fusion had a difficulty mode. Yeah, Fusion, Other M, uh, the Prime games. These had these had difficulty modes. Yeah, I asked Adam. Um, oh, I trust Adam. When you beat them, it unlocks different modes. Did not know that. So this should have the same. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can't argue that. I don't. I never ever have played in uh, a different difficulty mode. One suggestion he made was have the amiibo unlock it at the start of the game, so you can start playing in hard mode right away. And then if you beat it on normal, you unlock it regular. Just have the amiibo not do any of that. Um, if in fact, I mean, you could just have the amiibo <laughs> be the same as the other ones and be a you know a, an E tank or a missile tank and then a piece of fluff at the Even end. Even that is pointless. You don't need any of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have the amiibo do nothing. I like amiibo, and I am I do like when uh, that I can buy like I bought my Sam my Zero Suit Samus two years ago, and she is still mm-hmm. unlocking things in games for me. Um, it was a fifteen dollar investment that uh, is a fun statue that I collect because I like the statues and I like that the I I do not think that Nintendo should be locking. I guess this game the question, modes. What should it unlock? It should be fun skins or you know minuscule items stuff, right. that don't generally affect the the, the the outcome of the game. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm okay with the Metroid scanner. Uh, Although I do think that should be paid DLC available, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, like as far as the other ones go, with E tank, missile tank, that stuff, I'm okay with that. That that's a, a a minor item that doesn't really affect the flow of the game. Right. And then like an art book at the end or a soundtrack. Okay, fine. That's that's an extra thing for somebody who spent the money on the amiibo. Who now? And it's not like oh, I, like you don't you don't just buy it and that's it. It's gone. Right. When you buy that, chances are if you're buying an amiibo, you're putting it on a shelf somewhere. You're displaying it. Um, I think I think a lot of a lot of people might be upset that they now have to open their amiibo to use them. But oh boy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I guess the, my opinion, I don't care about difficulty settings. Right. Uh, I don't care. Uh, if, right. If this was included in the game, then that's fine. If you can unlock this in the game, then that's fine. If you can buy this game, the, or the hard mode DLC, that's fine too. I don't really care. I just want to play the normal mode and, uh, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Personally, it doesn't affect me. I can understand why people would be upset about the difficulty mode being locked away. Um, I suppose if it's going to affect your game purchase... Yeah. having difficulty modes. Yeah, so the way I look at it is for for the average gamer, 
this is a, this is a non-issue. Right. The average gamer is not playing on hard mode. The average gamer is not uh, or easy mode. Or easy. These mo- are the two modes you can unlock. You know, they're not uh, running around trying to collect everything. That's not the average gamer. So. But I uh, I think it's cool that they are trying to uh, add features to Amiibo. Yeah, Amiibo is a very touchy subject because they. I, I'm a big supporter of Amiibo. Do you buy an Amiibo as a statue and it unlocks? cosmetic changes or very minor changes in a game but you can't lock story modes you can't lock Oof, that would make me uh, upset. difficulty modes alternate endings them. is what i'm fearing the most if there's if, if one of these unlocks an alternate ending or, I'm an, gonna be or so a playable upset. character i don't care about that well as uh, long as the normal game mode is is not touched i don't care <laughs> yeah i never download dlc it's a it's a slippery slope there they're trying to traverse here nintendo's figuring out of this they go there's bound to be missteps this is one <sighs> I, but I am like uh, I can understand both sides. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and last but not least, the Nintendo has come out and announced uh, after months of everybody from IGN to Joe Blow YouTube saying, uh, "Joe Blow YouTube, why can't we pre-order the SNES Classic Nintendo? What's going on?" Mm. Nintendo has come out and said, uh, uh, "Cool your jets, it's hold, coming. Hold your horses. The end of this month, which is August." You will be able to pre-order the NES class, NES Classic. Okay. And IGN and Joe Blow YouTube said, thanks, Nintendo, for the heads up. Appreciate you coming out. They also said uh, there also will be more stock on launch day than pre-orders, and they will continue to stock through the end of the year. They said all of this in a statement. Yes. And IGN and Joe Blow YouTube said, thanks for the heads up, Nintendo. Appreciate you coming to let us know that. Um, the fact that there's going to be stock in stores outside of pre-orders means I don't care about pre-orders. Here's my question. Go ahead. How does Nintendo control when pre-orders go up across different retail units? I don't know. Maybe that's... EB Games, Best Buy, GameStop, Target, Walmart, they all do their own thing. They don't... I don't... Like, I've never heard of... I've never heard of a games publisher saying, this is the day you can start Mm pre-orders. Is this Nintendo's way of possibly curbing some of the scalping by saying you know maybe walmart got got the was getting their page ready and they put it up and nintendo said no 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 everybody goes up at the same time so the scalpers aren't buying from four different sites and ripping everybody off you all go up at once huh maybe you're right i don't know you know uh, uh, it's probably too good to think they're a company they want to make money and they probably actually don't care about scalping but it's it's a uh, pie in the sky feel good you know maybe this is the case yeah yeah probably doubtful if anybody was going to be able to leverage those major retailers all at once, mm. it would be Nintendo. Fascinating point, though. I hope we get to more more information on that. Um, I just, I also don't know how they can guarantee that every store is good. Uh, do they tell them how long, how many they're allowed to pre-order? Like, I don't think I don't think they're allowed to decide that. <laughs> I don't know, man. They, normally, they give them their allocations, and then the stores decide what they're going to do for pre-orders. Right, right. It seems like Nintendo is taking an active hand in this, mm. which people said they had to do. People straight from from the day one of Amiibo have been saying Nintendo needs to take an active role in this and control this. It's on them. It seems like maybe now they are. Maybe you're right. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. What's next? That, I believe, is all we have for news. Oh, my God. News is done. So uh, why don't we find out... Uh, why don't you tell everybody who uh, this show is sponsored by this week, and then we'll jump into the next segment. Sorry, what? Tell everybody who sponsored the show Bonus this week. Barrel. That who sponsored it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to say... I mean, you could say Bonus Barrel, but... Bonus Barrel. <laughs> no, this week... Uh, wait, I thought up to you, I thought up to you was supposed to be sponsored by Cartridge Club member. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. This uh, week, sponsored by Amp Energy Drinks. 
the uh, best energy drink you can buy for a dollar at your local dollar store. Lighting is way off tonight because we're recording later than we normally do. The I lighting has changed. I didn't set up my lights. Yeah, so everybody watching, it's All right. getting dark. Let's talk about some podcasts. We're going to now talk about our Cartridge Club update segment. This is where we talk about some of the podcast videos and blogs yes. that have gone up in the Cartridge Club this week. Yes, usually we have announcements of stuff too. Do we have any announcements before we get into podcasts? First announcement. It's <laughs> August. We're playing Journey. We're playing it with the RF Generation crew. Oh, we're playing a good time. Dean's already beaten it. Dean, somebody else beat it too. Who was it? Uh, Derek, maybe? Maybe. I can't remember who it was. Uh, also, might CC been, Portable. We're playing Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the PSP, Nintendo DS, or Android devices. Right. I heard PSP is the uh, choice one. Probably. I'm I, sure don't if that's true. I don't have the game. Um, I'm going to see if I can get it in Barry. Oh, good on you. We'll see what happens. Sweet. I barely have time for our games. So. Mega Man. Um, is it? Nobody heard that. That was a whisper. Good. So let's talk about some podcasts. What do you get up first? Hold on. Uh, I want to talk a bit about the new Beat My Score Challenge. Oh, yes. You know what? Let's turn things over to Ryan, and uh, he can tell us what's going on with Beat My Score. All right, Ryan, take it away. Hello, Cartridge Club. It's Rocket Sauce back again for this month's Cartridge Club Beat My Score Challenge. For the month of August 2017, we will be playing the game Splatoon 2 on the Nintendo Switch. For this challenge, we are looking for the top tier 4 score and the most splats in a game. What's great about the Nintendo Switch is it has a screen capture button right here on the controller, which makes it pretty simple to capture a picture of your top score. If your Switch is synced with your Twitter account, simply post it with the hashtag CCBMS. It's that simple. Just a friendly reminder, for Splatoon 2, there is a Splatfest going on this weekend, starting Saturday, August 5th, and ending Sunday, August 6th. The team's choices are between Team Ketchup and Team Mayonnaise. It's up to you to choose your favorite condiment, but choose wisely. That's it for now, and good luck, everyone. So there you have it, folks. Whoa! Get your guns, get your, your ink brushes ready, get your your rollers, your splatters. That was an awesome. Splatoon. Could have done without all the cursing, though. Man, I yeah. got derogatory real quick. He's vulgar. <laughs> um, so Splatoon 2. Yeah, man. Beat my score. P, uh, if you have if you have a uh, switch, get on Splatoon two. We're playing a lot. Uh, we're all chatting on Discord. If you don't have Splatoon two, get on Discord anyway. We're chatting away. So every night we get anywhere from three to ten or three to eight players on playing, chatting on Discord, splatting it up. We are three to eight. We trash talk. <laughs> we encourage. Well, eight's the cap, right? Yeah. And um, it's a really good, really good time. I have never played so much multiplayer games through the week as I have with Splatoon. Me neither. And it's to beat my score, so it's encouraging me to play even more. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking, we're talking splats, we're talking points. So splats and and points in turf four right now. Uh, as of this recording, top place is uh, Rocket Sauce with twenty five hundred and six points, and for splats, it's P two with fourteen. Sorry, 14, 12, 12. 12 and four assists. So I'm assuming the assist will only come into play if somebody else gets 12 kills. Correct. correct? Yeah, then it would be a tiebreaker. Makes sense. Um, and special mention to Dave Hannum with a uh, total team combined percentage of 84%. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, come hang out with us. Send us your Switch friend codes. Get on the CC Discord. If you don't have the link, send a message over to Cartridge Bros, Cartridge Bros P2. Pretty much anybody in the club uh, has it. Yeah. So 
Um, let's talk about some podcasts. Let's get into the podcast. Now, first, before we get into anything, I have a STC from last week. Have you listened to this week's STC? Yes, I have. It came up early. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, in talks with STC, trying to do a little shakedown on them to maybe get a heads up on it so that I could listen to it before the show. You guessed it, man. You so guessed I could be it. excited. Don't spoil it. You guessed it. So it's, it's it's in the description. This week's STC. <laughs> it's in the description of their show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Has a very special guest. Worlds collide. Oh boy. We bring together Transformers and beer and the STC podcast. M joins Joe Fireworks. and Bill on STC, or Bill joins Joe and M on, on Transformers and beer. Hold on, what? Say that again. Is I thought M was just like a guest on the show. I think this is both shows. I think they recorded this one show, and they're going to air it both on TNB and on SCC this so week. So you did listen to this already. I'm about. I have, uh, not I have to about it yet. 15 minutes left. Okay, I haven't heard it yet. Um, this just came out moments before we recorded yeah. this. <laughs> so not only this, they record in Joe's house. What? Well, that's why Bill was there for the first time. All three of them were there. All three of them. Oh my God! Joe's wife's out of town for the first that time. Would do it. Bill is gone into the manor. When the cat's away, the He's mice will play. He's in stately Joe Manor. It's crazy. Uh, apparently, Joe has a coffee table completely draped in velvet. Yeah, Bill mentions a lot of G-strings being hung up on the shower curtain. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Joe seems, Joe seems like he'd wear a lot of G-strings. Yeah. This show, folks, <laughs> is uh, what a stark contrast. You get a different Joe in this one. He seems much more reserved, much more, oh, I can't much more prepared. Um it's now, it's like he's putting on a show for for M, I think. Now I like that uh, we've had a chance to talk about this. You see, now I'm going to be able to talk about this next week, and you're not going to have anything. But we still have to talk about last week's. Right. So let's talk about last week's episode of STC. <laughs> okay, I got some notes here. I'm going to read through. I'm going to try and figure them out. I have Joe poop. Joe poop. Joe Joe poop and puke. That's yeah that's... yeah. So Joe had a story about uh, going to the bathroom and throwing up. And, right. And I, I got to tell you, I, anybody from that I know from around home who's a heavy drinker has had a situation when they were on the can having a number two and they had to decide if they were going to throw up in the sink or the bathtub while they were having a shit oh my god who who do you <laughs> yeah i guess the guys will do that to you though i didn't know this uh yeah. for me it was always the guys drinking and stuff but yeah yeah he had a hard time okay uh twilight trivia caught me off guard like Ca- that a lot caught me off guard uh what scared me the most is i knew more of the answers than i think i should have you did yeah <laughs> No comedy. Did you read the books? Um, no. So I, I wanted. I do want to talk about the last. So the, the show ended on a bit of a controversial topic. Now Bill and Joe were talking about what games Joe will play and what games Joe won't play. That's exactly what I have next on my note. Okay, good. And how Joe sort of arbitrarily uh, ignores some. It's not games. for me. It's not for me. Just based on the title. Not into it. <laughs> now I, love it. I know. I know when I'm not gonna like a game. I can tell generally. This is not my style. It's but not what my, do you base that on? For what it looks uh, like, usually what it plays like. the genre, and I, I tend to watch a trailer or hear what style of game it is. Right, you don't just go by the name. I don't think I've ever gone by. <laughs> g- now there are games that I could go by the name and say I know they're not for me. Uh, Danganronpa, that wouldn't be for me. Dude, that sounds right up my alley. Sengen Densetsu, probably not for me. That you, um, you combine two different games there. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, any games that sound like that, probably not for me. Um, dis dis Gia dis. This Gaia? This Gaia, really? Dis- <laughs> <laughs> Probably not for me. Oh, my um, So I have, I have out of hand, dismissed a game based on the title. What about Stardew Valley? That seems like a game that would have got dismissed, but was not. That's kind of his point, I think. 
I think it's because he didn't just hear the title when he first heard. Every time you hear Stardew Valley, it's instantly followed by the person who's talking about it gushing. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? No one, no one ever went Recore gush. You know, it's Recore. Here's the things I like. All right, so Here's I see, the issues all right, I, have. I, I also wrote down Recore because I know that that one came up. But, but I, I did enjoy Recore. I that was one. That was a game I enjoyed. I enjoy, uh, or I look forward to trying that when it finally gets ported to something else. Um. But no, I'm trying to think of games that maybe uh, turn me away just from uh, the title. Just from the title? Yeah. Like Call of Anything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But you know that's a first-person shooter, so you're tying the fact that's that you know true. the genre to that game. That's a great point. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess I really should look into this. Yeah. Maybe show up prepared next time. <laughs> um, great. That was, Last week's was a great show. This week's is a great show. STC is two for two in the last two weeks. Hold on. He also said something about no more Tiffany. Does that mean permanent or is that just because M's on this week? I suspect that it's a permanent. They're probably getting copyright flags. Tiffany's probably sending them emails. And then uh, anyway, Joe or Bill then teased what's coming this week. So that's my last note, which we now know is the M crossover. Yeah. That is all I have for STC. Uh, All right. What do you got next? Game Time Arcade is back. Boom. Kyle's back in the hot seat. Okay. Kyle and Fearless Leader. Okay. He's back. They do a Backstreet Back intro where Kyle uh, throws Game Time Arcade where they say Backstreet. <laughs> it's very good. It's as good as I'm making it sound. Trust me. Um, they talk a lot about the Grand Theft Auto series. You know what? I started thinking about it. I don't really have a lot of history with the Grand Theft Auto series. In fact, other than... Like in junior high, playing a bit of, of GTA three or, or or high school, whenever it was, playing it at a friend's house. Uh, other than that, I have very little to no experience. And you know what? I guess this also falls into the category before of I just have never had interest in it. Uh, I really enjoyed the Grand Theft Auto Vice City, um, and that was it. I I never played another one from that point forward. San mm-hmm. Andreas lost me. Um, Vice City sounds like it would be the one. It sounds like the one to get you in. Yeah, San Andreas if you're into 90s hip-hop. But, like, dude, G- GTA Five has been, like, the top of the charts for, what? It's, like, it's like still years? in the top ten. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a lot of GTA talk, a lot of GTA Five talk. Um, they talked about having they're going to have their own personal Hall of Fame. So they're each going to, like, vote for their own ones, and they're going to talk about a new one each week or something like that, or each podcast. Sorry. So that sounds pretty cool. I like the sounds of that. Um. A real sense of what they like. It's a lot of pressure. This is the first time I could not answer the trivia question for Game Time Arcade, and it is because it is GTA based. He actually says this is going to be an easy one. <laughs> I just I couldn't get it. It's like who is the Sid for where Sid is to Final Fantasy? There is a GTA character who's in every one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a clue because I don't have any history with it. Is it CJ? It's I, not. It's not CJ. I don't know what that means. I think CJ was the main character in San Andreas. You mean CeeLo? Yeah. That guy's awesome in everything. Um, but yeah, I think he does like the voice or something. Anyway, um, but yeah, great show as always. I'm so happy they're back. Never leave us again, Kyle. And for your least leader. Next up, Retro Pixel Podcast. Yes. July 1st. Yeah, Musty Hobbit on. They talked SNES Classic. Oh, mustiest episode ever. Great discussion there. They talked about how Think Geek somehow found some new SNES, or sorry, yeah. some new NES classics to sell. On top of that, GameStop, who owns Think Geek, mm. 
found a hundred of them to give away in August. Yeah, they didn't say that they found them. They didn't say we just found these. <laughs> Where'd they get them? Now I like. I think it was Jay Musty. No, James mentioned maybe they were holding on to them because if somebody had to return one, exchange one, they would have them on hand. Right. Maybe this is that so stock. They, they don't have to return or exchange the new ones they're selling. I don't know how that works. I don't. Maybe at this point they're going to be like, "No, you're out of luck." I don't Final know. Final sale type thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I that's a possibility. I just think it's interesting. That also, could be why they're giving them away. Maybe you know what I mean. Yeah, can't return a giveaway. Maybe, maybe they I, sold. <laughs> they sold a hundred on ThinkInk, and now they're giving a hundred away. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm sure the thinking thing probably didn't fly as well as they had hoped. Yeah. So that uh, that was interesting. Good show. I like James's. James has mixed his format up a little bit. It's not just him. It's him and a guest. Uh, he actually had me on to talk about Splatoon. What? When was that? In the same show. You were on there? Yeah, right after Musty. Oh, I, I'm only at Musty. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, You're James. You're on this episode? Yeah. <laughs> James is doing a great so job funny. of uh, keeping things fresh over there at RetroPixel. I am at minute... Uh, does, is, does he have a solo time at the end? Yep. Okay, good. Because I like when he, I like when he gets solo too. You really looking this up to see what time you're on the show? Well, I would like to know. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> there it is. Uh, okay. Next up, we have uh, Polly Kill. I'm 36 minutes in. I have 29 minutes left. So you must not be in there very long. No, I'm just talking about Splatoon two. All right. Sorry. Carry on. Polykill. Okay. They uh, go over the IGN Top 100 RPG list. Talk about some games they haven't played. There is a lot of classic RPGs these guys haven't played. Oh, my God. I haven't heard this yet. And uh, it makes me... They're all... Don't spoil too much. It sounds like it's a great episode. <laughs> it is me. a really good episode. They uh, So they talk about these games. They add a couple to their backlog mm. from the list. Uh, they broke the list down to classic RPGs. Nothing after 2001. Oh, my God. Okay. Just off the top of your head, what is like the most surprising one that they said they haven't played? Uh, what stands out immediately? When Final you... Fantasy VI. Oh, my God. Which one of them hadn't played it? Both? I think it was... It's got to be Trav. No, Jake definitely hasn't, and I don't believe Trav has. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. They both played Chrono Trigger a little bit. Yeah, Chrono Trigger's all right. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of them. Um, it's a really, really good show. Uh, I can't wait to listen to that. One of my that. favorites. Definitely I check also it out. love when anybody mentions the IGN Top 100 RBEs. Why? It's very controversial. Yeah, I actually prefer the Game Informer list, which came with the same month, uh, but in print form. I don't know if I agree with that one either. Oh. Is that the one that you have on your desk there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, fla- oh, is that it for that one? That is it for Check that one. Polykill. There was It was a really good episode. There was a lot more in it, but I listened to it uh, early in the week. And uh, you listen to a lot this week. Have you listened to Vlog Talk yet? Yep. And I spent a lot of time in the sun today, dude. Oh, I guess you're. Are you I off got, this week? Yeah, no, I, I've been off today. Um, I hey, I got caught yeah. up on everything I had missed from last week, and then listened to the new stuff this week. There is a lot this week because it's first of the month, so we get a ton. Um. Wow. Okay. I Flock Talk gaming experiences. I am not. I've I've not finished Flock Talk. One of the questions they ask is. Uh, Talking about the value of a game and whether a, a single player, you know, draw a long single player engrossing story, yeah, is valued the same as a you know coach co op fun party game, and I think it is. Yeah, I think they're equal. 
You buy games for different, uh, just like you listen to songs for different reasons. You watch movies for different reasons. You play games for different reasons. Uh, you know, different to get different emotions, different uh, mm. responses out of yourself. Now, what about movies? The same thing. When action movies, dramas, comedies. Yeah, but, like, a like, what if you had like a forty-minute movie? It, uh, it, it depends if it's well done. It's getting deep. Because, uh, you know, just cause necessarily because the movie's long doesn't mean it's good. The Lord of the Rings are four and a half hours. and Or sorry, The Hobbit's four and a half hours, and I can't imagine that's uh, worth watching. Mm, that's a fair point. I know. I didn't get through it. Um, Say no more. Wait, who but, directed those? Was that Del Toro? No, that was uh, Jackson, Peter Jackson. He did The Hobbits too? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's Del Toro. I think it's Peter Jackson. I think that's Guillermo Del Toro. I'm pretty sure they said, do as, do whatever you want. Here's as much money as you need. That makes a lot more sense than Guillermo del Toro doing a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to look um, it up right now. Okay, so you look it up. But uh, So they talked about that, and I think it is. I, I think that a game, because I buy some games to, specifically with the purpose of playing with Colleen, and if those games are $40, that's fine with me. Uh, I'm going to get the a different a different experience, a different feeling. I get a different vibe from those games. Uh, but they, the value of them is definitely not any lower than it is of games that I'm playing by myself. I play those for a different reason. So, I Whoa. get... Guillermo del Toro quit director as of The Hobbit. He was going to be it. And then he who, quit. Who directed it? Peter Jackson. But it was almost my boy Guillermo. That was a long way to tell me I'm right. So, uh... <laughs> At the end of the yeah, I'm just surprised his name's even there. I uh, I really do I I do think that just because a game offers a different experience doesn't doesn't mean it's arbitrarily worth less than uh, than a game that gives you a, you know a standard gaming experience. Just like there are some cases, I would say the games that I play with my family are worth more. Little Nemo: The Dream Master is a game on the NES that I bought for like three dollars. Uh, That's more expensive than that. And. Uh, I wouldn't trade it in for the world because I played through and beat it with my daughter. Um, we we stuck with it and we beat it together. I'm still blown away by that. So that game has more value to me, you know, than uh, than even a, a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Warrior, which I would play on my own. Just um, like so. beauty, value is in the eye of the beholder. All right. What do we got next? <laughs> but really, everybody values everything differently. It's impossible to answer that question. Exactly. All right. Um... And you can't... It, yeah, and you, and you can't tell somebody else that they're valuing something wrong. Bingo. There's, there's no way to answer it proper. No. That's the answer. That, that's how I say That's my answer. Yes. Do you have any more podcasts before I gush about Bonus Barrel for a bit? Uh, I, I want to talk about the GoCast just quickly. Gaming Outsider yes. talked about uh, nostalgia in games this week, and it was the best conversation between two members of a podcast, bar none, that I've heard in the last two years. Please recap. I know you said they talk a lot about nostalgia. Yeah, so Zach and Josh. Zach starts off by saying um, they're talking about whether or not gaming companies should be releasing these games, uh, these new games. And Zach starts off by saying, you love these games as a kid and you have all these fond memories of your childhood. That's where they should stay. You shouldn't try to recapture them. You shouldn't go out there and play them again. Because if you play it again as an adult and it sucks, then you've lost that memory. You've destroyed that 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 happy spot that you had in your in your in your mind, and you should strive more to to play, you know, new experiences. Or he he spoke very highly of how Nintendo took Breath of the Wild and sort of remade the original Zelda. Mm. He he said, "I'm all for that." Uh, Josh counteracted with uh, some some points along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing for both of them, so please don't don't uh, get upset if I, if, if I if I they won't care. Slightly misquoted. Um, uh, Josh came back with, well, when I played those games, there was emotional emotions that were triggered in me from those games. Ocarina of Time, I believe, was his example. 
And when he plays them now, he's chasing that same that same emotion. He's trying to capture that same emotion and feel it again uh, as an adult that he felt as a child. And I, I that that speaks to me as well because there are times, there are games, like when I play Final Fantasy IV, it takes me back to when I was a child. So, uh, hold on. So he's saying it, it is good that... He's saying play them. Zach's saying don't play them. And then they have a great back-and-forth discussion on it. Scott adds a few things in. Their guest, Chris, adds a few things in. It was I'm not kidding. It was I was mowing the lawn. Oh, I stopped hold, hold mowing on. my so lawn. Are they talking about remasters? Uh, remasters, remakes. Uh, okay, all right. Virtual console. Oh, uh, wow. Super Nintendo minis. All of it. Any any nostalgia tied to gaming, playing, trying to capture or remaster, you know. I'd be curious why he feels it wouldn't hold up today. Uh, well, there's a lot of games from the past that don't hold up. Give Look me at an example. Anything on the Atari. What? Nobody has any nostalgia for that. But they do. People do. There's There There are NES right. games that well, don't hold up. All right, that's what I want you to start at. What <laughs> NES games don't hold up? Plus, we are a lot closer this week, and you're coming through on my mic a bit. Oh, okay. I'll make sure I sync them up better. Cool. Um, some NES games that don't... I mean, there are there are lots of NES games that don't hold up just control-wise. They're not as tight. Secret of Mana. There's one at Super Nintendo. Ew, that, that That everybody speaks very high of, has, has great nostalgic memories of. But after playing it, we played it now compared to modern-day controls. It's just not there. And not just compared to... It has poor dialogue. The dialogue in uh, Mana is just subpar. It's it's poorly translated. Right, they admitted right, it. That's, okay. It was supposed to be for Super Nintendo CD. This is they his, had to convert it down this to a This is his point exactly. But I didn't have nostalgia, so I'm trying to think of something that, that Metal Gear I Solid. Played. Metal Gear Solid does not play as good now. If you put in Metal Gear Solid 1 on a PS1 and try to play it, it's almost unplayable. Dude, we played it for the club. It holds I, up. It was, I was miserable. I hated it the whole time. Well, but the, uh, the point of this is they had an excellent discussion you should go listen to. Please, yes. please it check it out. Like it could get heated because I'm getting heated just thinking no, about it. No, it didn't. It was super like they were both super. Uh, and normally I, I side in, in, in most episodes of Gaming Outsider, I find myself siding with Josh like 100%. And uh, I'm usually Zach is usually the opposite of what I think in most cases. That's why we like Zach. It's why I enjoy the show. He's our balance. I, I, exactly. I get that. <laughs> I get an alternate point of view from what I, I normally you know, try to what I'm normally surrounded with or what I normally get. Yeah. So that's why I enjoy the show so much. Um, even on the t- situations when 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 uh, I get uh, flustered at, the, at what he says, mm. but I, I I need that 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 offset. But the discussion they had was so open and like they were so accepting and it was like give and take. It, it was I'm not kidding. It's it's some of the best podcasting I've ever heard. I really need to listen to this because I can't think of anything that wouldn't hold up. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So now it's uh, so that's I wanted to say that about them. And that, I believe, is all I have. Did we talk about media movements last week? Talking about Game of Thrones? We did talk about it last week, yes. Okay. Uh, I managed to listen to that this week. Oh, Great nice. episode. Also, some some insight I didn't think. Uh, Pam really likes Cersei. And I think she's the only person I've ever heard openly admit that. And it's awesome. Um, yeah. The thing about Game of Thrones is it's impossible to avoid spoilers. Yeah. The fact that I hear people's names means they don't die for the next three seasons because I'm only on season four. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's not your fault. I've already heard that name several times. Uh, so now let's talk about Bonus Barrel. Bonus Barrel. Oh, my God. Didn't think I was going to get it in me this week before weekly, but then some last-minute delays on my end made it so the Thursday release of Bonus Barrel worked out perfectly. How convenient. Yes. Uh, but Rob says it released on Wednesday. Yeah, I suppose specific time it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sadly, we or the and they are not up. Well, I guess one of the. And, no, not in this case. No. Uh, okay, so 
it's the first episode for Rhythm Month, but I'm not even going to talk about it. We're going to start with the uh, bef- pre-topic chat. Uh, first of all, Rob had an intro to, on this one. It was yeah. pretty epic. I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. I just want to start by saying that uh, I really like Lef. I love Lef. And oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Actually, Rob uh, paid me quite the compliment. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I'll play it for you now. And Are you really going to play have it? Have you heard it already? I did. I've heard so it. I'll play it for you now for the listeners. This is a compliment Rob uh, Bonus Barrel gave me at the start of the show. I've been playing a lot of Splatoon with them. And, uh, I, you know, P, P1, uh, really good at those types of games. And, uh, you know, I kind of look up to him sometimes when it comes to his game skills. Like, it makes me happy. Did you cut it in? Yeah. Man, I can't believe he gave you that much. Rob never compliments anybody except for himself. It's just, you know, real recognize real, right? That's how it is. <laughs> I was very impressed with that. Thanks, Rob. Uh, he also mentioned the Cobb chanting. We do do that. All of us do now. That is really Julian does on. it. I think Diego was doing it last night. Sometimes Julian does it before I know Rob's even around, and then that's how I know Rob's there now. Yeah. Or Rob is coming. <laughs> it's like it's an announcement. Yeah. Um. Oh, at one point... There's a, a wicked quote in the episode where he says, no, it's just regular sexy. And I thought that was a, a great quote. Yeah. And it's completely out of context. So that's why it's great. Oh, Left is starting his own Let's Play channel. It's called Left's Play. Yeah. Dude, I'm so excited. He's playing Diablo 2 Hardcore. I have exclamation marks in my notes. I never have exclamation marks in my notes. That's crazy. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I, and then they got into rhythm games. Uh, Left talks about when he was playing Rockstar and he was a Rockstar at an Edmonton mall and kids all gathered around him watching him play. <laughs> Pretty awesome story. Do you ever have any stories like that? No. Left is clearly the most talented member of this crew. Uh, talented in which way? Gaming? Yes. Oh my goodness. You are going to start some controversy. <laughs> I wonder which each of their, like if each of them had to pick their strongest genre, what it would be. Sages would be puzzle platformers. Oh, ha- mm. What makes you say that? Because I think he's the most analytical to be able to figure yeah, out the name puzzles. Some puzzle platformers that he would say. Portal. Yeah, all right, that's one. Uh, Portal Two. Okay. <laughs> Thomas was alone. Is that a puzzle platformer? Yeah. Okay. You'd like that. You should check that out. I should definitely check that out. Uh, Shelby would be uh, what are those games called? Hakuoki. Is that what they're called? What? Otomi. What are you saying? What are those games called that she likes? The Virtual novel ones where you're a high oh, school. Oh, graphic novels? Where you're a high school girl. Oh, like dating sims? Yeah, no, but there's a name for it. It's like a Japanese name. Dude, I don't know. Maybe you're saying it. Maybe that. Maybe what you said was right. All right. Um, I think it's Hakuoki. I do not think. I think you're thinking of Jordan. Isn't it the same thing? Jordan? They're, they're the same games, Jordan though. Shelby. No, no, they're different people. Shelby it's likes the same Halo. style of game. Sh- Shelby's a Halo girl. Is she? That's what Rob says. Yeah, Rob also <laughs> says she's 15. <laughs> Wait. Shelby's not 15. No. <laughs> Um, I think she'd be. Rob. I think she'd be best at virtual novels. It's um, <laughs> her best genre. It's her best genre. Yeah. Uh, All right. Rob's best genre. genre would probably be uh, Candy Crush, Match Threes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Left is everything else. I thought Rob was pretty good at Splatoon. He's okay. <laughs> and okay. then Left Lef is definitely RTS. Rob's really good RTS at RTS. Is Lef. Rob's really good at having the most points on the losing team. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's another thing I wanted to mention. He brings up my kill streaks, uh, which are very important. Yeah. Because um, as we've noticed, I think you got a sixteen hundred today. Sixteen seventy two two days ago. Which just shows to show without kills, 
You can't win. Splats. They're called splats. You got to have your kill. You got to have your kill streak. Splats. Get your poly kills. Called splats. Poly splats. Otherwise, you're not going to win. You're not going to get those bonus points. Poly splats. Your score's not going to be in the beat my score challenge. You got to have your kills. Just want to point that out there. You got to have both. You got to have high points and kills. That's what you got to have. So we have started Rhythm Month. Yeah. Oh, oh, they talked about Donkey Konga. Um, And him and Shelby. uh, They talk about that in STC Pod tonight. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy listening to. It's so crazy listening to the SCC tonight because it was like a different show completely. It's this really weird, structured like show. I think Bill and M would make a great combo. Ooh. You'd get really in depth analytical study on a topic. I would love to hear a Bill and M show. This STC is is really good this week. Definitely check it out. And Bonus Barrel is good as well. Bonus Barrel is awesome. No Seiji, though. I miss Seiji. That hurts me. Seiji is my favorite. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) You can't just say who's your favorite. Why not? Mom and Dad used to say that you were the favorite. They never said that. (laughs) They said it to both of us separately, I'm sure. Nope. (laughs) Seiji's my favorite. I like Seiji. Yeah. I like them all for different reasons. I like Left for his expertise in games and his kind heart. I like Shelby for the F-bombs and the fact that she keeps Rob in her place. <laughs> in her place. In his place. Oh, boy. I like Rob because he brings a lot of energy and, uh, and excitement to the show. And I like Seiji because he uh, he's the robotic uh, beating heart. That, I, uh, they're all my favorite. I could, I could never pick. It's like picking your favorite child. All right, let's move on. Emily. My favorite's clearly Marshall. <laughs> Remember him? Marshall, he's back. Yeah. All Based right. on how you uh, you refused to splat Jordan this week, I thought Jordan was your favorite. Uh, Jordan is not a BB <laughs> member. She is a friend of the show. Okay. Um, and Anyway. That's it for podcasts. I believe that is all. Let's talk about some videos. Oh, my God. I have not seen any videos. You are I'm sorry, Mr. Me. and Mrs. Q. So Mr. and Mrs. Q-Dog uh, had their in the Q-Dog host this week. And I'm sorry to Jared because I haven't seen his either. Jared came out with a 100 uh, subscriber video. Oh, I did see that one. I want a shirt. Uh, you did, yeah. <laughs> Jared, congrats, my man. Jared's, new, Jared's new intro is tight. And also, I noticed in Jared's 100 subscriber giveaway video yeah. for Retro Revolutions, yeah. his production quality. Oh, man, he stepped it Go look up. at his first video and then go look at his last video. Yeah. It's like a completely different channel. It is a completely different channel. Also, I'm pretty sure he's already up to over 150 since the 101 came out. So Yeah. Good for you, Jared, and uh, and thank you for the shirt, and congrats to everybody who won. Yeah. Um, as well, Caleb came out with uh, a video on Wolfenstein the Old Blood, as well as this one must have just come out uh, yesterday, apparently, um, is uh, Nova 111, a, a video game review. And uh, he also talked about Lego City Undercover with a post-game smoke review. I love his post-game smokes. It's a, a, vi- a quick, visceral take on the game shortly after he's finished playing it. Oh, yeah, he also did the intro for Flock Talk. So. Yeah, yeah, Caleb's all over the place. Caleb's getting around, dude. So go to YouTube, uh, search Caleb J. Ross, Caleb J. Ross or Burning Books. Definitely check him out. His videos are fast and frequent, and he is a fantastic uh, content creator and a, and a great person. He is a, he's a great guy. I, I, I really got to get into his content. I'm so behind on content. Miles did a great job with a uh, Con Bravo video showing us some Overwatch cosplay. Um my, nobody films nobody, and I mean nobody, films convention videos like Miles. I have not seen that. I'm either. hoping he films Barry. I I'm hope not. so too. I hope there's lots of filming for Barry. You should have a GoPro strapped to your head. No. Please. Uh, no. Strap on to Colleen's head. Not taking one. Put some um, GoPros on somebody's head. Somebody's gotta be recording. I won't take a single video. I want live streaming. It is so dark in here. All now. of my memories are in here. But what about my memories? You should come with me. Damn. Musty did an unboxing video for his new 2DS XL. It's so sexy. I want one. 
Ooh. Which color was it? The black he, one? The black and blue. Nice. Um, Colors of Love. Let's uh, see who catches that reference. And uh, then he... What uh, colors of The Colors of Love. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's, uh, anyway. Um, hey, the movie Her, I, I liked. What? Her with... Uh, what are you talking about? Was that Phoenix? <laughs> yeah. Good movie. It's weird, a, quirky love story. I love weird, quirky love stories. <laughs> and lastly, second breakfast. Uh, Musty talked about some pet peeves and congrats and thanked Polly Kill for getting him to two hundred subs. You nothing. Know Sorry, what, what was it? <laughs> Musty got. The, no, yeah, Musty's over two hundred subs. Yeah, you need four more subs. I forgot. Sorry, I zoned out. Don't mind me. I love Musty. Check out Musty channel. If you're not subscribed to Musty channel, you better be subscribed to Musty channel by the end of this episode. Merchandise Mondays. We're in, we're into blogs now, folks. I want to talk about Merchandise Mondays. Oh, my God. I'm so behind on all this. Dean has started showing me vanillaware statues now. What? That is very dangerous for you. Dean. It's like a shrine to vanillaware here. I have filled three 171-liter Rubbermaid containers full of things to clear out space in my games room. Four new statues. They're coming to Barry with me. <laughs> you know what? You might need a Rubbermaid tote to bring to Dean. Yeah. I don't know how he's getting us the phone. Is he driving out there? I don't know. No, oh he's my, flying. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, because we have Dean. a lot of stuff for Dean. We are screwing Dean. And then uh, Assassin's Creed 1 review from Dean. And his blogs just keep on coming. Ooh, Assassin's Creed 1 review. Yeah. That's that's very Dean, interesting. Dean told me to hold off because there might be uh, some Splatoon bathrobes. No. I, I haven't seen them. There are. Did you see? From two weeks ago, there was Splatoon wearable towels. My God. Buddy. This guy wears the arms bands around. I do. <laughs> the sleeves that go all the way up your arms. That is it for the Cartridge Club this week, folks. Uh, if we missed you, it was not intentional. We do apologize. Not intentional. The show Maybe is we should search only the so long. Thing. No, that's not even a thing anymore. That's not a thing anymore? No. Let's take a break here. We'll have a word from our sponsors, and then we will... <laughs> amp? And then we will... Uh, amp. Get amped. And then we will uh, jump right into the CC mission. Cartridge Club Mission, this is the part of the show where we ask you to join us in uh, helping to promote some community love. It's easier to be nice to somebody than it is to be mean. The best way to give constructive criticism... I think it's harder to be nice. No. Some people. The best way to give constructive criticism (laughs) is to say something they did good and uh, maybe ignore what they did bad and they'll pick up on the hint. But uh, uh, that's... uh, I just completely destroyed that that thread from Nintendo Legend, so ignore what I just said. CC Mission, this is where we ask you to join us in a community event uh, helping to spread some prosper and cheer. I can't wait to hear what this Man, is. Man, this is a bunch of words that don't mean anything. Just say it. Go to YouTube.com. Search for Polykill. Subscribe. Polykill uh, on YouTube? Polykill on YouTube. Once you're subscribed, send us a tweet with the image that you're subscribed. Hashtag CC Mission. Uh, the draw will have... This doesn't qualify for the draw. That'll be... I'll be compiling those numbers uh, at the end of this show. But... Uh, and then doing the draw next week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to Polykill. They help p- push Musty over 200. We need to get them to 100 so they can change oh their YouTube God, name from 100? XWU64278 Torque Q to Polykill. Oh, you know what? 
and they're only like they're only like thirty something short. So let's get them. If I knew how to take a screenshot on my phone, I would do it right now. Let's get them. Let's subscribe to Polykill. Let's get them uh, pushed up to a hundred. You gotta subscribe That's to that Polykill. Mission. And I mean, you don't even really have it's YouTube, folks. You don't even have to really watch it, right? If you're somebody who doesn't even watch it, just subscribe. Just don't click the little bell. You don't want notifications. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it'll make somebody feel good that they went up to 100. That is true. But, uh, but is you it 100 should, that you can change your name at now? Yeah, but you should watch them because they're good. I am going to do a little preemptive CC mission right here. It will be awesome. All right. Uh, that's it for CC mission. We're now going to move into the topic of discussion. Oh, that's a little Polly Gill reference right there. Uh, that's what that was. Yes, it is. So this <laughs> week we are talking about. Uh, oh, yeah. Bonus barrel inspired. Yeah. Well, actually, it was inspired by a tweet by uh, oh. uh, Josh Leslie of Frantic Society. That is true. This is where it stemmed from. Josh. Josh the, has been a great member in the community, by the way. We're, we're so happy to have you in the club, Josh. So he's. Sorry, go ahead. He was pumped. He was talking about the uh, Nintendo Switch on Twitter, and he said uh, it's possible that the Nintendo Switch has had, so far, the best launch year of any console in history. This is a... Bold statement. Very bold statement. Um, caught, I got caught up in the heat, and I was like, you know what? I uh, It's a bold statement, but I'm going to say I agree with you, because Breath of the Wild, no, no, Splatoon... You said it's a possibility. Are, it's a possibility, you, yes. You, you played it safe. Hard to, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there are a lot of great titles on the Switch right now. Uh now, the Switch is not, is not a year old, but there are enough great titles on there that you could make an argument that it's having a fantastic oh, year. Oh, that is not what we're going to say, though. We're going to say no, the titles they say are coming out are coming out, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah, if the <laughs> titles they say are coming like, out. Yeah, it's been pretty good. So, you've got Breath of the Wild, you got Splatoon, you got mm. Arms, you got Mario Kart ooh, Deluxe. Ooh, not sure we can include Breath of the Wild. Can we really include Breath of the Wild? Did it come out on the Switch in year one? Yes. Then, yes, we can. Okay. Um. Very well, then. Otherwise, you'd have to eliminate every cross-platform game from every list. That's like saying The Last of Us was a PS4 launch first year release. It was. It was not. It, it was, and it's different because Last of Us was a remaster. But it, it was. The Last of Us came year one for the PS4. Yeah. You were able to play Last of Us in year one on PS4. That counts. Okay, so now I have to ask myself, am I comparing myself if I can only play the first year of one console? Or is this, we're going by the timeline, we've already had the PlayStation 3. So now the first year of the PS4 is 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 after the PS3, or is it completely separate? It's but if you if you've never owned a PS3, then the first year of the PS4, these games are all new to you. Okay, so we are doing that then. This yeah. is going to make things a lot more different. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the Switch is having a great first year. Um, yes, it is. Breath of the Wild, Arms, Mario Kart Eight, uh, Shovel Knight, Splatoon Two. Oh, can I make my coming up? Mario Odyssey, Fire Emblem Warriors, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. We're, we are assuming these are coming out, and we don't know what's coming early 2018. There are still three months of 2018 for it to come. I want to make a joke. Make a joke. <laughs> Remember when I said about how we're never going to need a Wii U Classic? Yeah. Because that's all right. Yeah. Because we have the Switch, and that is the Wii U Classic. Uh, <coughs> all right, let's move there on. There are a lot of great games. There's not. <laughs> there's not. There's not a ton. There's a few. Yeah. But I think that they definitely have a quality over quantity uh, going for them. Ooh. So then I started looking. I uh, So on Twitter, some people pointed out some other great year ones. Um, PS1, Super Nintendo, uh, Dreamcast was a big one. PS1 had a good first year? Yeah, so Pam pointed out PS1. So let's just have a look at PS1. Let's do it. So PS1, in its first year, I went, I went and got this information from Wikipedia. Okay. Um, this came out in 95, right? There are a lot of games here. I'm not going to read through all of them. Well, 3D tennis might be, I mean. Probably not. All right, we'll read through the ones that we Yeah, so. No. Rayman, Ridge Racer. Hold on, hold on. Man, you're going too fast. You're skipping some. 
You want to talk about Zero Divide? No, no, Above Ridge Racer. What was that? That was a Raiden game, wasn't it? Raiden Project. Yeah, Raiden Project. Oh, I don't know what that is. Okay, I thought it was a Raiden Maybe game. Maybe that is a Raiden That's game. Why I skipped it. XCOM, UFO Defense, Twisted Metal, Tekken. Twisted Metal, yeah. Warhawk, jumping, Primal Rage. Jumping Flash. Nothing really that fantastic. Discworld, Doom. Hold on. Uh, Wipeout. Uh, a lot of sports games. I'm just wondering if any of these would have they have been on my like top lists. I don't think yet. Gex. Gex. Uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. This is not good music. Not good radio. I'm scrolling through a massive list of games No, man, here. people like this. This is all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff here. Street Fighter Alpha. So we're getting to know you right now. Kingsfield. You got Kingsfield on there? Yeah. Uh, Darkstalkers. That's a big one. It Resident is? Evil. Oh, the fighting game, Dark Souls. Uh, oh, Battle Resident Arena. Evil, the first Resident Evil. Yeah, dude, that's a big one. Battle Arena to- Toshinden Two. Well, and the first one was up at the top. And the first one, oh, yeah. Uh, Gunship SimCity Two Thousand. King of Fighters. There's a lot of games here. Alone in the Dark, One Eyed Jack's Revenge. Never heard of that one. Tekken Two, Beyond the Beyond. Oh my God, gross. <laughs> Wait, 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 you just skipped past Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Dude, these are this is actually a pretty solid first year. Yeah. Um, and we're not at the end yet. My god. Missed. Alright, keep going. <laughs> More Street Fighter. Hold you're so fast. Anyway. Toe ball number one. Pretty sure you got a Final Fantasy VII demo disc with that one. Maybe. He did. Um so there's a lot on the PS1, a lot of good games first year. Yeah, not bad. Nothing nothing too crazy for me, personally, um, but no, I personally, there's. I mean, and there's. Like I said, you look. Obviously, at this is all opinion. <laughs> two guys, yeah, serious opinion. There's a lot of sports games on there, a lot of racing games. There's probably shooters we've never heard yeah, of. Ridge Racer, I know, is a big game. Um. So then somebody else mentioned Super Nintendo. So then I looked at the Super Nintendo's first year. Super Mario World, F Zero, Gradius Three, Pilot Wings, Sim City. Yeah. All right. These are good so far. Final Fight, Super R Type. Yeah. All right. Sure. UN Squadron. There. You UN Squadron. Squadron. Act Razor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy Two. Which what? is four. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh my goodness. Darius Twin. There's no way this is all first year. This is all first year. Super Castlevania 4. No way this is all first year. All first year. Maybe because it came out later here? Yeez 3, Wanders from Yeez. Lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. Lemmings. He's not that great. Lemmings is good. Super Adventure Island. Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Contra 3? Did you hear that last one? What? Link to the Past. No way. That came out first year. No way. 92. Yeah, that's year two. Nope. It's in the first year. When was the first? Like, so when was it released? Super Mario World came out August 13th, 1991. So it's August to August. Okay, I gotcha. Right? It's in the first year. Wow. Okay. When you think about it like that, it's crazy. This is this is probably better than this. Switch. <laughs> every, like, 50% of the Super Nintendo Classic is on here in the first year. Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Arcana. Oh my goodness. Uh, the Ninja. Oh my. Street goodness. Fighter Two: The World Warrior. Mario Paint. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. What? Uh, I have in now. Time? This came out on August like thirtieth, so I did uh, push it. No, no, sorry. This was one day. This came out on August fourteenth. August thirteenth was the one scrapped. year mark. That is scrapped. <laughs> it doesn't need it. So I was then. I was like, okay, that it's is a lot of good. Crazy. One. A lot of goodness. A lot of goodness. NES has like 15 games. We are completely biased. <laughs> we are 100% biased. Uh, NES, not even close. I'm not even reading the list. Dude, yeah. Right. They're not, there's nothing on there. Okay. 
No, no, no. It wasn't Metroid the first year? No. Yeah, Metroid was first year. No. Nah, I got to look that up. Look it up. I got to look that up. I went through Wikipedia. I, I filtered by uh, year of release and just copy and paste it. Yeah, all right. Apparently, I'm wrong. Uh, N64. I said, let's have a look at the N64. The Super Nintendo came out so strong. I said, let's have a look at the N64. And... Uh, mm. Uh, it did not come out as strong. Super Mario 64, Wave Race 64. Yeah, yeah, you got Wave Race. Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Mario Kart 64. Oh, we got Mario Kart? Turok. Doom 64. Star yeah. Fox 64. Okay, yeah. GoldenEye 007. Dude, this is a big. Clay Fighter 63 and a third. That sounds like good. It's like they stopped making games after the first year for the N64. No, that's not true. But this sounds a little bit like the Switch. Mm, yeah, a little bit. Probably about the same amount of great games. A little bit. So the Genesis as well came out. Uh, a lot of good games on there. Altered Beast, which might not, some people say it's not as good as we remember, but it's uh, terrible. <laughs> Ghouls and Ghosts, Golden Axe, Herzog's Way. Oh, Herzog's Way. Yeah. You know what that led to? Uh, Dune. Various other Westwood uh, Studios. Fantasy Star Two, Revenge of Shinobi, Super Hang On, Sort of a Million. Anyway, uh, Thunder oh, Force Two. Fantasy Star Two. Yep. Um, That's one of the best. So the Genesis had some too. Anyway. The, the what I took ended up taking from this from the the small amount of research that I did, uh, and again I apologize if I skipped over one of your favorite games from the first years of any of those systems. Yeah. Also, and I, and I, I didn't mention the Dreamcast because the list like or the PS two or the PS three or the PS four or the Xbox or the Xbox three sixty or the Xbox one. Right. <laughs> or Turbo Graphics. Right. Or any of the handhelds. Or anything else. <laughs> Very small. I mean, this is it's only a one hour show. Right. And I'm not an analyst. I would love to. I hope this inspires people to, to be like, hey. Look at this first. Because I was thinking it would be nice to look at it uh, like an overall average critic score of Ooh. all of the games from a first year. Ooh, I like it. Then the games with the, the larger libraries are going to be at risk because the, the larger the library, the more chance that a game is lower rated. But if you did it this way, um, we'll take all the games that are 8.5 to 10 and then erase all everything else. And then make that your average. But you would have to see how many eight point five to ten games. I would say. That's I would say saying. whichever console has more eight. But and then yes, you get into the question of quantity versus saying. quality. No, eight point five to ten is quality. So whoever has the most eight point five to tens wins. Yeah. But what if one game, one system has seven tens? Okay. And no eight point fives. Well, I mean, you can make the cutoff nine instead of eight point five if you wish. No, eight point five is still good. Seven is still good, really. No, eight point uh, five to ten. Because this is we're talking crown the crown here. But the ultimate the decision, the ultimate outcome of this was uh, a the best year for any given console is extremely subjective. <laughs> extremely, um, but it is a good one. And and I'm still undecided at this point. But that, that Super Nintendo makes a, a hell of a case. Ah, oh, that Super Nintendo had a great first year. It's entirely biased, super biased. Um, so biased is not even Nintendo funny. Shirt. It's not even funny how biased this is. But uh, there's a, a lot of... shirt. What so does that mean? One of the guys on Dream, I think it was a, uh, CollectorCast or it might have been RetroLectors. One of them uh, talked about Dreamcast and he, he he sent like seven tweets of Dreamcast games. Oh my gosh. It was Why very, did we not look up the Dreamcast? It, I, I didn't know any of them. It was it was heavy on games I didn't know. So it would have been pointless for me to bring them up here. Mm, I'm um, look it up right now on air. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so... Jump on the forums. This is a topic that really deserves more time to discuss than we can give it right this here in the show. is a forum topic. And itself. let us know um, what you think, maybe, or not even what you think is the best first year for a console, but you can. But let us know what criteria you would look for. And if you are that guy out there that wants to break it down by year and give us a, an average score of each first year for Metacritic, let us know. that would be incredible. Um, please do that. Also, um, 
if you feel like this deserves its own forum topic, please let it, please go ahead and do that. Start that up as well. Yeah. That's the topic. Let's uh, move into the last segment of the show. CC answers. Yeah, 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 yeah. We only have a few questions this week, which is good because we uh, ran a little late uh, talking about uh, the shows. Oh, my gosh. I want to do something. What? Nothing. So first up, MapBandyX asks us, I've decided to start using flashcards, EverDrives, for my SNES and TG16. Any recommendations? I'd love to give you one map, but I know absolutely nothing about this topic. But SNES? I have I know nothing. I, I SNES, Super Nintendo. I didn't know what a flashcard was until your question. Oh, sorry. I thought he meant some games. Recommend some games for him. No, a flashcard EverDrive is all of the games, I believe. You you put the ROMs on. You put the ROMs on. Okay. So I thought he was just asking for ROM suggestions. So maybe not. Oh, don't, don't mind me. Then I don't. Then know maybe he is. I really don't know. Matt, I'm going to need you to clarify. Are you asking for game suggestions? Or are you asking for suggestions of flashcards ever drives to use? Uh, one, we can't do anything. Uh, two, we can. Yeah. Except for Turbo Graphics. I don't, don't know much for that one. <laughs> Jared from Retro Revolutions. Woo, Jared. Tying into last week's question. What's our favorite action movie actor, new and old? Old, I'm going to say Kurt Russell. Wait. I think we answered this. Because I thought I said Keanu Reeves for both, didn't I? We You picked two Keanu Reeves movies. That's right. So I'm going to say my old action hero favorite is Kurt Russell. I just like I like his stuff. Yeah, I like old Kurt Russell too. Um, and current. Hmm. It's hard to go wrong with The Rock. He's just charming. Ah, yeah, The Rock's pretty sweet. Really like Keanu Reeves. There you go. Keanu Reeves is your new. Who's your old? Kurt Russell? Um, Stallone? Arnie? Who else is there? Give me some more here. Steven Seagal. <laughs> I did like Under Siege. JCVD. No. Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I'm gonna go with no one. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up. I can't think of anybody. Josh from Frantic Society. What comedy movie or TV show do you enjoy the most? Well, that's just Dumb and Dumber. Uh, is it? Uh, if that's sea bass there in the corner. Yeah, it is. I guess for you. I uh. <laughs> Man, okay, Ryan Rocket Sauce loves Dumb and Dumber 2, so we can quote it when we play Splatoon. It's, it's great. great. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I would say Seinfeld. They used to really enjoy Seinfeld. Oh, best TV comedy. Oh, or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, It's Always Sunny is also quite good. Yeah, both uh, of those. As far as movies go, I can't think of one recently, or I can't, I, I don't know, I can't think of one that really stands out as something I loved. Uh, I'm going to have to say pass. I'll think about it and get back to you. All right, you're pulling at me. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> That's the guy I answered. Five Game Suicide asks, do you think this constant need for an open world game is, is an excuse to allow devs to be lazy when it comes to storytelling? Ooh. Um, I, I definitely prefer a tight, controlled story as opposed to open world. I do as well. I, I'm, I would be hesitant to say that it makes them lazy because I imagine it's probably... Similarly difficult to create a giant open world and have it all tied together. What what, what comes to mind when, when he says this to you? What comes to mind? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, my goodness. S really? Yep. I can't even touch on that. But everybody Assassin's that. Creed. Uh, oh, my goodness. These really? are big open worlds. And the stories, there is story there. I heard but the GTA I find... 5 story is good. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if that's true. Those just come to my, those are off the top of my head. Okay, um, that makes sense. The Skyrim I story I found to be weak. Oh, God, yeah. Good good call. Good call. Um, 
So I do think, yeah, I mean, I do think a lot of open world games have weak stories. I don't know if it's necessary. I think it might just be the devs trying to play to their strengths. Well, you know, let's just slow down a bit here and let's talk about Zelda. What do you think of that story? Uh, that's a massive open world game with uh, very little actual story. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you could say that for most I Zelda wouldn't, games. I wouldn't uh, say that Nintendo was lazy going that route, though, because of the amount of work that clearly went into that game. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What about Xenoblade Chronicles X? What do you think of that? Do you think that the compromise story for uh, in comparison to Xenoblade Chronicles? It was so big, I never finished it. So do you think that they... Because Xenoblade Chronicles, great story. Yeah. Also an open, big open game. Yeah. Do you think they compromised that going to X? I think they Made tried. They too, shot for the moon and they missed. Too big for their britches. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, so yeah, definitely some validity to what he's saying, though. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Jared again. You want to switch for a while? Is there anything the system does that you wish it didn't? Any weaknesses? Anything that it doesn't do that you wish it did, I think. Is right. Did, yeah. Uh, or is it the perfect portable system for Nintendo? Ooh, good questions. Uh, uh, I would like uh, built-in voice chat, but... Oh, my God, yes. Why I, doesn't have I understand. I think I understand why it doesn't have it. I suspect it has to do with battery life when in portable mode. Um, a lot of times we say, I should, you know, I should just be able to connect it while I'm sitting at home playing, but you have to think that Nintendo has designed this system to be fully functional in both portable mode and handheld mode. Yes, I wish... You know what, though? I'm surprised how much I enjoy Discord. Yeah. I love Discord. Um, But that is one thing I wish it did. Uh, Something it does great is the time it takes to go into sleep mode, come out of sleep mode, and be into a game is is I know less than five seconds. Something else that you wish it did, and that's all physical games could also be played digitally. I wish that was everything. If it came with a digital copy that you had to put your di- cartridge in, we'll say once a month, can make you happy. It should be once a week, though. Um, then then that would make your life so much happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, there, are, I mean, there are some missteps it has. Its uh, Wi-Fi connection is weak for oh, yeah. some people. Weak-ass Wi-Fi connection. That is probably the biggest weakness That's a problem. for me. It, does a lot, has, it has a lot of strengths, though. Uh, you cannot understate the portability uh, as somebody who plays games at at work and at home and to be able to take and go from both. And having the ability now to... I feed my dogs in the basement. I take my Switch down with me when I feed them. Uh, Colleen wants to watch TV. I pull the Switch out. I'm playing you know, local. I could throw it back in if she says, hey, let's play some Splatoon. Like that ability, as a as a family person or a, a, a professional, um, the Switch is ideal. It really is. Let me ask you a question now. You've had this for a few months. Would you still classify this as a home console that could be played portable? Or would you classify this as a portable that can be played on a dock? I don't know. that. I don't differentiate between the two, really. Um, because, yeah, I don't differentiate between the two. Yeah, my 3DS is a portable console, but I play it in my house as much as I play it at work. Right. You know what I mean? I just can't play it on the TV. It's funny. I've only played portable mode, and I still consider it a home console. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. There are, I mean, there are some missteps, like we said, the the not having built-in voice chat. I suspect we under, I, I suspect I know why we don't have that, and I can accept it. Um, Discord serves the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, PC gamers uh, use Discord. They don't cry and complain because they can't have, you know, built-in voice chat with all of their games. Oh, my. Um so if it's good enough for the master race, it could be good enough for us. The beautiful part about Discord is that people who aren't playing your game, people who don't own a Switch can, can also jump chat in and you. chat. Yeah, I love it. They I can never do that. They can do that with Xbox Live chat as well, and I suspect probably PS4. Wait, you can chat with people on Xbox Live without an Xbox? Uh, no, they have to have an Xbox. You do not need to have a Switch to chat with us on Discord. That's true. That's my point. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, is that for answers? That's it. Because I have one more thing to say. Okay. Just want to do a quick shout out to our boy Donnie, the Donovan Viper. He's taking a little hiatus off Twitter, taking some time to himself. Just want to say, hey, buddy, we love you. 
He's also been recording his uh, what's been going on with him. So you can read his blog. He's got a new blog up right now. Yeah. There is one more thing. Yeah. Um, so we try to send out a birthday tweet for everybody in the club when they have birthdays. We don't know everybody's birthday. Though. We don't have them all listed. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the forms or we might have missed it. Uh, there was two birthdays last week that we missed. Uh, one of them was uh, Rocket Sauce. Oh, my God. Ryan, we love you, buddy. And on the same day was uh, Matt, AD Defense. Oh, my God, Matt. We love you, too, dude. <laughs> Happy birthday to both of you. Um, oh, my gosh. Ryan, you're one step closer to actually being able to use that seniors card legit. <laughs> so I am sorry we missed those. And Donnie, uh, I do echo my brother's statements. We love you, buddy. Take as much time as you need. We'll be here when you get back. Um, yeah, we're not going anywhere. I'm player one. I am player two. CCU night. My birthday's coming. Am I going to get a tweet?